0: Hello and welcome to Curated Spaces, the podcast that explores the stories behind spaces reimagining how we stay, work and play. Join me, Molly Cooper, as I sit down with founders, owners and thought leaders to hear about their journey of bringing a space to life. Great spaces shape our lives. They inspire, nurture and connect us. But most importantly, they bring us together to share life's milestones with the people who mean the most to us. So whether you're a traveller, foodie, or design seeker, join us as we celebrate the power of spaces and the brilliant people behind them. Sandwiched between the Irish Sea and the mountains of North Wales, Bert's Kitchen Garden is a place to escape the everyday and celebrate its incredible natural surroundings. Named after a camper van that founders Ali and Ian spent four years travelling the world in with their children, the same wanderlust spirit lives on at Burt's today. Stay in one of the tents or cabins and tuck into the locally sourced menu at the restaurant, which also hosts events and supper clubs. And I can't wait to hear all about this space. I'm delighted to welcome Ali to the podcast. Such a pleasure to have you here today. How are you doing? Hi, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Excellent. And you've survived your busy summer season. We have yet come out of yet another season slightly unscathed, which is great. Just hit that pause button, have a little break. Yeah, take a big exhale, big deep breath, and um, yeah, recharge our own batteries a little bit. Lovely. And what a spot to recharge those batteries. But uh, you know what? It's absolutely amazing um, seeing the seasons change yeah. somewhere like that. We're very, very lucky. Oh, and I can't wait to hear more about it but let's start first off with you because you have this incredible backstory um which i'd love to hear a bit about so yeah tell me about life oh, it's making me smile hearing you describe bert um but the campervan bus again oh. um, so we have a lot of fond memories of Bert. um but yeah we um my background's always been in hospitality and um, mm. so i've worked in the industry for 20 plus years mm. um and we had this kind of wild actually do you know what it was we had a huge row. Um, my husband and I, a number of years ago, uh, when our youngest were, um, oh, our eldest now were five and three at the time. And, um, we were in the middle, we were living in London and the, in the middle of kind of working out what next steps were. And I was, um, home with the kids a lot. And my husband was working full time and we had this real moment where we realized that we weren't happy we hadn't checked in we had been together a long time and we hadn't really checked in and you know life just plods on and gets in the way and you get kind of sucked into what's next um and we within a couple of weeks of having this row, we'd um rented out our house to four coaches from London Irish (laughs) 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 looking back at it. Maybe wasn't, they were incredible tenants actually, but chaos, uh, they, I'm sure they had a lot of fun. Um, and we gave away nearly all our things and my husband quit his job and we pulled our kids out of school and we started traveling full-time as a family. Oh my God, And it was the best thing we ever did. Um, I mean, moments of complete joy and. Uh, moments of, I remember, I think we were somewhere near Yellowstone and I can picture myself locked in the bathroom on the floor, sobbing, going, what are we doing? You know, There was just, it was this kind of, you know, so it wasn't a fix all for life, but there were more good days than bad. And we were together and we were happy on the whole. And, um, we got pregnant with our third while we were traveling around and suddenly realized that we needed to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. so instead of being too too smart we um, bought a old community bus <laughs> and decided to move into that when Darcy was six weeks old. So she dangled from a little hammock from the ceiling, which was hysterical. Oh I think it's the kind of thing you only do when you're sort of third child in. Yeah. Um, and we traveled around in, Burt um, for a good number of years, wow. um, before needing to stay still. What an amazing story. And how did you decide where to go? Did you have a, a route in your head or did you just okay, find So it? I have a route and planned out. My husband thought it was great to kind of wing it. And so we would try and wing it and then he'd turn around and go, okay, what's the plan? Oh so gosh. yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> we muddled our way through. There was a bit of both. Luckily, yeah. I think we sort of balance each other out fairly well. Um, but no, in the bus, it was, yeah, a bus at was a lot easier to take each day as it came. Mm -hmm. Um, And those days that were really interesting and packed with new adventures, meeting incredible people, and days where it was you're parked up in like a swimming swimming pool car park and you know, that was the day. Yeah. Um it was working out where to have a shower that was about it. Mm-hmm. Um but if you didn't like somewhere or you loved somewhere there was that incredible flexibility just to stay. And I think in terms of simplicity of life, you had what fit on the bus. Like yeah. the kids had a little, you know, um cubby box underneath their car seats and that was their toys that was all that we needed and you each had a pigeonhole shelf for your clothes and there just wasn't all the clutter and Mm -hmm. the stuff that just associates with yeah three kids and a and a house and chaos so it was that was bliss I miss that actually still that kind of yeah the minimalism yeah and now uh, we just hoard stuff somehow, I don't know, <laughs> it's like we now have 13 acres, it's like how much stuff can you fit exactly. in the space? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where it comes from, it just seems yeah. to grow. Well let's talk about that, because you're now, after your four years around the globe, yeah. you're here in glorious North Wales, Yeah. you've got the sea just over there, you've got campsites nestled around you and those incredible mountains as oh, well. That's stunning, yeah. So how come you've ended up in this little part of the world? Um, I, we did a, one of those right move searches. So we knew we needed to stay still and the kids needed a bit more sort of space. Yeah. Um, and we went on right move and we did it. Well, you can draw a search? I don't know if you've ever tried doing that. I do that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So we drew a search, we put in our criteria and, um, we got in the bus. And we started traveling around. We started down in Cornwall and we moved all the way along the coast. And at a certain point we saw our home, what is now our home listed in one of those, what you can buy for under a certain amount in the times. (laughs) And we just went that's the one that's oh it and um then my head got in the way and i refused to go in because i thought there's no point we were still trying to sell our house at the time because we'd been renting it while we traveled and i thought but if we go there i'm going to fall in love with this place and we're never going to get it so let's just not go let's <laughs> just be really smart about this and we carried on seeing all these houses and we eventually turned up at this um incredible farmhouse got out the bus mm-hmm. heaven's opened I mean you're like soaked through to your knickers type heaven's opened and I just went nope can't do this let's, let's this is this is like a sign yeah. it's taken this long to get here I'm not I'm not doing this mm-hmm. and Ian my husband convinced us to go and have a look around and that was that we wow. put in an offer that day and we've called it home for six years <gasps> and the so it's history the rest is history, the rest so is history. So well so then right. it was sort of right what do we do with with what a do we do <laughs> no that's not true we always knew so when we were looking for a place to live yeah. um we knew we needed to um needed to provide an income sure but the main thing was we wanted to create a space mm. um, and we weren't set at the time on what that space looked like or ah. it just needed to be somewhere that people could come together amazing and so offered a lot of flexibility Mm -hmm. and so we needed a place to live we needed somewhere that our kids could grow up um but yeah the main the main thing was this gut feeling of it was kind of a recurring her dream sounds a bit too wishy-washy but it was like this recurring sort of desire or need in my head to create this space Mm. Um, and yeah never been quite sure what it was going to look like. And I still don't, it changes all the time. Oh, I love that You left it so open-ended and you could just be really inspired by the place and the space itself and sort of see what was already there and what you can bring to the community in the local area. Well, this is it. I think it's incredibly presumptuous. I mean, we can have these incredibly good ideas and go, yes, absolutely. This is what I want to do. Um, But people are incredible and they cut even, you know, even the, each year we have, we have a campsite. We have about forty pitches on the campsite now, and we mow the pitches, so it's not a big empty field. Yeah. The pitches, as you, you'll see, is they're mowed within um, the long grass and the wildflowers and stuff, mm-hmm. and so you've got these spaces carved out, and we'll put in paths that connect everything. Yeah, and you'll go through the summer and people form their own paths mm-hmm. and you know sometimes it's very frustrating because they're trampling through grass and stuff but actually if they do it enough times we look back at the end of the summer and go where are these new paths been created because that's how the people want to use the space yeah. and then it's kind of reacting to okay we're going to put a new path here or this pitch isn't quite working or and, and wow. it's just listening mm-hmm. to the land and to how people are using it oh, I um so but that's taken across the board through mm-hmm. the rest of the business and you know, we we build very deliberately with flexible materials. So mm. um, whether it's pallets or uh, hay bales at times or sleepers, or, so you literally can. Yeah. And, you know, this winter, um, just as we closed, there was a vegetable bed that I kept on tripping over all summer in the restaurant. It was just always in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, right <laughs> before we bed it down, we need to move yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> So it kind of makes a big difference to be exactly. able to just pick it up and move it out the way. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a bit about how you find this little corner of way you see the space it grabs your heart what was it about the local area that really made you think that there was scope here to build the space that you wanted to build and uh this uh, the it was breathtaking we literally are sandwiched between these exceptional hills um and the sea mm-hmm. and the space itself the lady that we bought the land from and um, she her husband had died um, many years ago and it had been untouched uh, really left alone wow. so it hadn't been heavily farmed the the paddocks and the fields were you know just abundant with wildlife um, and it was a blank canvas mm-hmm. um and we'd made a deal to that we either had to have a house that needed minimal work i mean it's in the end required a lot of work um but we could live in it very happily mm-hmm. and a business to grow or a business that already existed and a house that need building but having been in a bus as much as i loved it it, w- it was one or the other yeah <laughs> so, so yeah that helped with the criteria we that kind of narrowed things down a little bit um but for i think really the home when we went into the house it was a home not a house Mm -hmm. and there's this bay window in our kitchen and the three children who were a year five and seven at the time i think um just all sat on the window of this bay um as if they'd already lived there and we both kind of looked at the kids and each other and just went no this is it this is where we're yeah. raising our kids yeah. and we wandered around looking at it as a business space and the mm-hmm. and turned to me and when can this can you make this work and I went absolutely yeah. yeah so I think we we absolutely dove in because it was going to be a home mm-hmm. not because it was going to be a space for business but the business in somewhere like that was always going to be able to grow yeah okay and then let's talk about those early ideas of the business were you like okay it's a campsite it's a kitchen garden garden? or did you have something completely different (laughs) i had no idea what it was going to be uh where definitely somewhere that people could come and stay but a campsite ended up by default so it was yeah (laughs) there was never a a campsite i've never worked in a campsite before opening one um stayed in plenty um Mm -hmm. while traveling so we had a good understanding of what a good campsite looked like or the kind of campsite we wanted to do but no we we started trying to look at cabins straight away um we're in an area of natural outstanding beauty so there are limitations on what we can do and how respectful we need to be to our landscape mm-hmm. um and as we went through various planning uh, stages it became clear that we needed a really soft touch yeah um, and a campsite does that it does. um so we we built a barn um, an agricultural barn um put a incredible red tractor in it um, which I still can't work out how to use <laughs> it's great. great um, kids play on it all the time Fantastic. it's the best thing in the world and um, we kind of just mowed 15 pictures into the overgrown garden space yeah. and went let's figure this out and that was year one wow. <laughs> so there was no food to begin with it was just purely camp Pure camping. Um, I'm married to a Frenchman so um, the best campsites we'd stayed in had croissants and coffee in the morning mm-hmm. so there was croissants and coffee, and that was kind of the extent of it. Um, and the croissants, we started serving in the bus, and the bus became the kitchen and a cafe. And we really didn't feel it was right for the um, bus to be guest accommodation. It's also an old bus; it wasn't mm-hmm. easy to convert into guest accommodation. And it it was such an important part of our journey to this point that it felt like it needed to provide more of a central hub. Mm-hmm. So customers would come in on the bus in the morning, and they would help us to croissants and coffee, um, and and it really became the central point of our site and um, so we parked up Bert in the center of what is now the kitchen gardens mm-hmm. um and that's how it became Bert's kitchen garden oh I love um, it. so yeah it was just it was a kind of uh, it needed yeah it needed something it needed a focus mm-hmm. and we kind of looked at the campsite and the campsite was, was an addition to the space. But I think the original idea was if we built this barn, and we built somewhere people could gather, then everything else would just feed off it. Yeah. And that's always stayed the same. That's mm-hmm. where we do our supper clubs now. Mm. That's where people get together and share things yeah. and, and have experiences. Um, and then the campsites kind of organically grown mm. um, as we started exploring more and more of the land. Okay. So year one, it's just a com- campsite. Year one's just a campsite with a few croissants. A few, cro- <laughs> a few <laughs> croissants. <laughs> and then um, we started doing feast nights So Ah. we would do one vegetarian meal predominantly from what we were growing in the kitchen Mm -hmm. gardens um half the time it would be made up on um in the house on my argo, and then like we'd be kind of mm. roping it. i remember one year we had an oven broke down and we had guests coming up to the house and they were helping us carry down the food that they paid to eat down into the barn oh, yeah. and it, but it was brilliant and yeah. actually one year um with we, we, the weather was so bad it was like most of the campers had just gone we bailing we're not coming um but some ha- hardy few stayed on and i felt so awful um that i mean there Blown away, literally. Um, we end up having all the kids that were there, must have been about 20 year kids in the living room watching a movie in our house. It's <laughs> a camping guests, and um all the grown-ups in our kitchen. Um, and we just had a big meal and everyone sort of hid yeah. from the weather and it died yeah. down, and everyone went back out to their campsite. So, you know, now as the business has grown, we have to be a little bit more mindful mm-hmm. of where our home life and the business yeah blends together because we need that space we need to be able to step away and yeah. now these days when at, we're at capacity there's maybe about 150 people on site wow. so you know they can't all fit in my kitchen anymore. <laughs> but there is those bad nights where I lie there going okay so if it gets really bad and the weather gets worse where am I going to put all these mm-hmm. people because right. there is still a sense of responsibility that this is our home and they are guests here yeah and now of course you've got the cabins as well yes they're a very new you. addition mm-hmm. Um, we first built the piggery um which was always there we just renovated an existing structure um it's a lot more glamorous than it sounds it's a phenomenal space um and we started to notice the trend much t- more towards multi-generational trips so we have grandparents or parents sleeping in the piggery and kids and the younger generation sleeping in tents ah. and it kind of started to make sense that actually we needed to look at other spaces um and we contacted living huts which um are an amazing company down south in England um whose background is predominantly uh, sort of pop-up event theater design you know they'll be brought into museums to mm-hmm. put on a a special event and um, so they're set designers oh, and wow. with the planning we needed a temporary structure movable temporary structure mm-hmm. uh shepherd huts are tick the box um but i was very nervous about anything to laura ashley <laughs> so we went and we said look i need a i need a shepherd hut um fair amount of free reign to design this space um but please think more peaky blinders <laughs> 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 and they delivered yeah. Beautifully, I mean, mm-hmm. what they've created there is, is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um. It, so we have three of those now: one family hut and two, um, couples, maybe with a cot. I love, that's taking a bit of Brom to Northern Wales. Yeah, (laughs) I know, it's great. Um, And we are in an industrial landscape and we mustn't forget that. It is breathtaking and it's very wild. But our land was where, and and the history of our land, um, was all to do with the quarry in the -hmm. village. So you would have had this tram that passed down from the quarry carrying the stone and it ran straight through the farm and would load onto the beach. Um, And so you would have had this huge industrial sort of backdrop to where Mm -hmm. we are now. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that's been forgotten so it's a nice way for us to reintroduce a little bit of that history back in so our our huts the dark brown on the outside they Mm. look far more kind of gritty Mm. and like train carriages rather than a shepherd's hut that's just remarkable isn't it because looking around the space today you just have no idea that it was the hub of industrial action (laughs) so yeah so yeah it's a it's heart is still an old quarry village yeah Um, and just to go back to what you were saying about the multi-generational trips is that what you were expecting when no, you No, not started at all out. no 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 we, that was and again it's kind of learning to listen to to what our customers mm. are, are wanting to do and we still get the cuts a great space for a couple um and yeah our main business in the huts is probably couples mm-hmm. um but it's great seeing these families come together and so much of it is built on holidays that i've taken as a kid so sort of, yeah. you know we are so i was so lucky growing up and had um my favorite place was a place called Cliffside in Nantucket mm-hmm. um, just off the coast of Boston oh, and yeah. my mum's American and we spent an awful lot of time over there and it is a mem- it was a members only beach club and rims. And I think when you're trying to create somewhere, you do, you draw on all these ideas mm-hmm. of, and ex- your own experiences, the good and the bad, um, and the Cliffside really, really kind of gave me that sense of what, as, as our business plan, Mm-hmm. plans probably the wrong word because i don't think i have one still ideas, um, yeah. as the business ideas unfolded and we began to kind of explore it i think having had that experience at cliffside is what really gave us the foundation to create birds because it it's it's so it's you know it, beautiful sandy beaches is not we have the wilds of wales it's a little mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. um but it was the same we used to go back every year we'd pre-book before we left to go back for the following year and you'd have your same room and yeah. the staff would know you and you'd rock up and we were kids, but they would turn up and go, oh, hi, Alex, hi how are you? And nice to see you again. And you were friends with the owner's children and it felt like you were going home. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that sense of returning home yes. that's what we wanted to create at oh. Um And so yeah, I owe an awful lot to Monique and her family at the Cliffside. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? The impact that spaces can have on you, yeah. especially as a child. Yeah. And become become sort of like hazy, childhood holiday memory and they just stay with you they do and i you know be absolutely honored and it sounds a little um pompous to suggest but if there's any world in which you know, birds can become that place for some people mm. that they can look back and go, ah, oh, that was, that was my cat childhood. Yeah. That's where we spent our summers. No, definitely. Um, to be a little bit part of that. that oh, would I can be... so see how this would get under someone's skin. I mean, you've got so much going on here as well. You've got the beach literally on your doorstep. I know you have all sorts of things like paddle yeah. available and you also do you run yoga now? Uh, well. Yep. So we've got a phenomenal yoga teacher, Kat, that comes in um, every week and she does yoga in the meadow um and you can hire paddleboards you can explore Mm -hmm. the coastline um and just kind of campfires get stuck in and Mm -hmm. we're looking around all the time at different ways we can bring in Mm -hmm. um and also we've got you know just there's so many additional resources on our doorstep it's a huge adventure capital mm-hmm. so it's how can we kind of connect with some of those um, yeah and you can get e-bikes delivered now which is amazing fantastic um, to, yeah all yeah, sorts <laughs> yeah. or you just sit and read a book <laughs> exactly <laughs> totally up to you something yeah. for everyone yeah. which is so important isn't it and I know you've got these takeovers that you do is it, with first camp first camp yeah. so we love first camp oh, I love great. um first camp contacted us last year and they are an out a collaboration of outdoorsy brands um, and they look for somewhere each year to start off the camping season so they're coming back to us so next thrilled. year which we're thrilled about um and they do a full takeover so last summer they put a sauna down on the beach they did a mm. sake ceremony down there uh, there's workshops and um I, yeah talks and yeah so you have the likes of um snow peak and offspring and yeah it really wow. really cool Sounds so. like an absolute party. It was a bit, yeah. We, try and we we got to join in a little bit of it, but no, they're a really good, really good group. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be fun to have them back in Definitely. the spring. Any plans to get a sauna of your own down on the beach? <gasps> My husband would like to. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's perfect. We get a lot of wild swimming clubs coming down. Yeah. Um, so our first next step is um, looking at putting more of a cafe down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are exploring the options on putting it. something temporary down there, and I think if we have a base right on the beach there, then a sauna would be oh, perfect. So scandy. Yeah. oh, so chic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a per- yeah, it's breathtaking. So perfect place to to sit. And yeah. can you imagine going in for the swim and then being able to come? Because I think they do that down. They do that in other bits of the coastline, don't you? You can oh, pre-book yeah, your sure. sauna slot. Oh, love so, yeah, it. Oh that my nice. gosh, Go we're all becoming swim. so scandy. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Now, let's talk about food. You just said you married a Frenchman, so I imagine this was pretty top of his agenda. Food is all, yes. Talk, talk me through what you can get at but Kitchen. Uh, it's always changing, but the um, at the moment, we have a menu that is really set around our skill sets for our employees. Mm-hmm. So most of our staff, in fact, all but one of our staff are teenagers. We hire nearly exclusively from our local community um, and they come to us from the age of 15 and work their way up. Um, So when designing the menu, we really looked at something that we could do with a high turnover of Mm -hmm. young chefs who have never had any kitchen experience. Um, So you'll get pizzas and burgers and salads. Um, as much of the material of the produce we get from our local community, what we grow, we use, um, but otherwise like our meat is sourced from a butcher about 20 minutes up the road. Um, yeah. Mozzarella a little further afield. <laughs> 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 Cheese on the burgers is from a local supplier as well, so, Excellent. um, yeah. and of so the you know, we, I think everybody is focused on that, importantly so. Um, to so source local and mm. support local um, and yeah. so things like our beers and our cider and yeah well especially when you're in such an amazing part of the oh, this of is a spot for sports. choice yeah, yeah. so Absolutely many amazing producers and workers and crafters you can tap into and well, why wouldn't does. you why wouldn't you yeah, yeah why wouldn't you buy it from your back door um, but no so at the moment I'm see that I think our work our well, workforce our, um, <laughs> our team, um, has been the most unexpected part of the whole experience oh, for really? us um, never set out to do it. And it's been the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Oh. Um, just having the support of these teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, they will come to us for their first job they're you know absolutely never done any work experience before and to see them grow year in year out and it's become I think you know when we're looking at creating these spaces I was wanting I had no idea what it was that we wanted to create mm-hmm. but of course part of it was for where guests can gather mm-hmm. um you know and they do they come in and, and they you see them get out the car when they first arrive and it's it just the they kind of let go and you Mm -hmm. visually can see it exhale and the socks and shoes come off the kids and they just run off and they're up the rope swings and, um, you know, they disappear for a week. Mm -hmm. And, but so it was creating a space and seeing that, seeing our guests, just be able to kind of breathe easier, um, space for my family to grow, to come together. But then actually what we've ended up creating is a space for our young community to come together. And it's not that uncommon for me to, pop down when we're closed and there's five of them hanging out in the barn um or I'll sort of come back for an evening and and I'll one of us one of them to babysit and there's sort yeah. of six teenagers in my kitchen and they use it as just a, a second <gasps> a second home and that that has been yeah um, yeah that's been the best thing in oh the, uh, yeah best thing ever I always think that's um, the most amazing thing about spaces is just bringing people together yeah. and or you just, just see what allowing people to kind of explore it on yeah. their own um, but yeah, these, these making their hard. own paths through the long exactly. grass. Exactly, yeah. their own path. Through it, though I do get a little bit twitchy with it sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, allowing them to make their own paths. Love yes. it. So what's next then? Looking oh. ahead. Um, what is next? And um, I have promised my husband this winter that I will not start a new project. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we are, I'm um, so far, we've got to end What are we? end of October and we're okay. Yeah, it's a long time till yeah. April. And yeah. Um, I think we're going to focus on whether we can get this cafe down on the beach, mm-hmm. which actually runs alongside working with these teenagers. So a couple of them are 18 this year. Um, and have been managers of the main restaurant for the last year and they've been really learning the ropes. So the grand plan is to get the funding in for the restaurant, uh, for the cafe on the beach and let these two 18 year olds take it on as a slightly independent business. So we'll be there to hold their hands, um, but they will have to get stuck in and work out how to run it. Um, wow. so that is what we're currently working towards. So we're hoping that will be Gwyneth have um, approved a grant mm. and we just need to work out the logistics. Oh, that's so exciting. So, yeah, if we can kind of employ three of them now full time mm-hmm. and give them a chance to start their own business. I think that would be a really good matchup. well, an opportunity summer. as well. But yeah, I hope so. I hope yes. it's just a safe space to screw up a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, they, you just have to, you know, yeah. and it's the same with any business. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. And if there is, if there's this kind of safe space to do it, mm-hmm. I wish I'd had something like that when I was yeah. starting out. You know what people are always very forgiving when there's the sea at your at your toes and sand between your sandwiches (laughs) they forgive a lot more don't they i don't know i i'm not i think we've got a lot more discerning guests these days i think the customer yeah it's interesting the industry's changed so much and i don't Mm -hmm. know if that's post-covid um but people are they they're a lot more set on what they want and they Mm -hmm. don't want and um the the britishness of keeping quiet seems to have gone out the window really? and made people are a lot more vocal um, so yeah that's that's been difficult um, over the last couple of years is, um, yeah everyone's been pent up for 2 years and got Possibly, all that anger to release yeah. in the world it's been yeah. a tough tough old time in the industry coming out of covid not for the yes of course financially but actually the emotional toll mm. um and we did find it's eased this year but this year after covid you could feel it in the energy of our guests Gosh. and you're just going, no, you booked your holiday, you're here, you know, you're yeah. camping, you're outside yeah. you're with your kids and stuff. But people were so tense mm. um, or and very quick, yeah, very yeah. quick to let it out. Okay, well they need to put themselves back into birds. Uh, yes, <laughs> go for a swim. Come. Yeah, go for that dip. Maybe we'll stick a soda down there. Chill out. Yeah, and, um, and relax a little bit more. But no, it's you know we've been at it now five six years with the space, mm-hmm. and actually the amount of returning guests, and we see these, and the kids are growing up, and Aww. and you know and you see them coming back year after year, and they do, they're beginning to feel a lot more like family. In fact, a couple of our closest friends now we met as guests. Aww. so yeah, it's um, it's amazing. Been, uh, been quite something. Well, it's been such a pleasure chatting. Oh, you, money. Before we do go, of course I have a game of dream spaces. <laughs> dream spaces. So I'm going to ask you three questions. Yeah. You imagine you've cashed that winning lottery check, so money's of no object yeah. here, and you let me know what space comes to mind for you. Okay. So number one, where are you running away to, to disconnect, to detox, get away from it all? Uh, so my go-to is always going to either be the cliff side, which still exists. So yeah, money, no object, which you would have to be to go back yeah. there anytime soon. Um, I would be booking myself in for most of the summer at the cliffside Fantastic. Um, and just, yeah, I think it's that sense of familiarity and yeah, it's also wonderfully indulgent. <laughs> um, but closer to home, um, if I'm having a really tough time, I will go and hide at the Bingham. Mm, so yeah, it's yeah. Quiet and yes. uh, Yeah. A little retreat. It's a retreat. I don't have to make too many decisions. And I mm. think when you work in the industry and you're yeah. used to having to make everything else special for someone else when you can be pampered a little bit, exactly. switch off your phone, exactly. a bath, have a nice glass of wine. Oh, um, doesn't and let someone else that. take care of it it mm-hmm. just doesn't get better than that yeah. excellent well two very good choices there next one your ultimate birthday party where are you <laughs> hosting it <laughs> where am I hosting do you know what this is a big one because we're having to plan it for next year i've Ooh. got a big birthday coming up um i am so torn between i don't know if i want a party i'm not that kind of right yeah i just As a, yeah, it's really tricky when you, again, when you're in this industry for me to have a party and be able to switch off, Mm -hmm. it's really hard. Yeah. Um, otherwise I'm a bit of a control freak as well, so I would just be meddling all the time. Um, where would, do you know what, uh, river cafe table of eight. Yeah. Closest friends. Lovely. Love that. Excellent choice no big party yeah. just a really bed by dinner. yeah pretty <laughs> much <laughs> no push out push the boat out a little bit for a birthday yeah yeah no i'd yeah really nice meal rather than a party with a small mm-hmm. perfect group mm-hmm. lovely My i like that great. great answer finally your once in a lifetime although you kind of did this already i feel <laughs> once in a lifetime bucket list trip where are you going and you staying and you are special uh, where am i going um more train travel We've done a little bit of it, but I loved it. So I would try and tick off as many epic train journeys as possible. That's cool. You got yeah. any ones in particular for you got your eye on? Um oh, so we probably across India. Wow. Yeah, we've done we did one really good one going from east to west coast of Canada. And wow. that and we did that with the kids and that was really good. Um but yeah, India. And I've never been to India so no. there we go we never made it out there gosh a train journey through India yeah, yeah I think so that would be something quite special yes very special well yeah. three very good answers there well done very well played and thank you so much for talking to me today it's been such a pleasure you are so wonderful. it's been an absolute honour to be here thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Curated Spaces podcast. For more information and content around any of the spaces we feature, head to our website or Instagram and don't forget to subscribe to have new episodes delivered straight to your inbox every Wednesday. And if there's a special place in your life that you'd like to hear on the Curated Spaces podcast, please do get in touch as we're always on the lookout for more brilliant spaces to share with the world.